Hello and welcome to the Events Podcast, where we help you build your events empire by building profitable events while having fun at the same time. So we've had a bit of a break over the summer, really since the start of the year, you know. I was really busy with my company Apps Events during the pandemic. Uh, I talked about that on the last call with James. You know, we, we transitioned to doing a lot of work for Google, running a lot of online events, doing different stuff. Um, so I was just really busy, but I've really missed doing the events podcast and we're still getting great views. We're actually a top 10% of all podcasts in the world still, which is amazing as it's a very niche thing. But I want to say a couple of things. Firstly, if you enjoy the podcast, please get in touch with me. Like uh, most people don't give me any feedback and, and getting feedback really encourages me to make more episodes. Just email me at dan at appsevents.com, D-A-N at appsevents.com. Even better, if you can give us a review, uh, anywhere you listen to the podcast, please stop right now in iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast, wherever you are, and please leave us a review if possible, five stars, of course, would be great. Back to the podcast. So we, we really focus on helping event entrepreneurs run amazing events, and that could be people who run events companies, but also just as many people, maybe more, are entrepreneurs who just run events as part of their business. You know, they might run events to promote something else, they might run meetups, they might run one big conference a year. This is the kind of people I want to help, you know, because I, I run events myself. So, you know, this podcast is kind of like therapy for me where I get help and assistance on how to run the event. So please, again, leave some feedback. Uh, and secondly, obviously there's a lot of costs associating with this podcast. I've got two people who help me out with editing and graphics and everything else. So if you're a sponsor, possibly you're a software company who um, sells to the event industry, then and you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, like I said, it's a top 10% podcast, please get in touch. Uh, we'd love to talk to you, danappsevents.com, and it'd be great to talk. So thank you very much. Uh, and now on to the interview. Hi, so welcome to the events podcast. Now I'm going to get on a regular schedule of releasing every two weeks. I've had a bit of a hiatus and I'll talk maybe a little bit about why. But I'm delighted to have my friend, Martin, back. Were you on the podcast before, Martin? I think you were, many years ago. No, never. We talked about it, didn't we? But we never yeah. did it. Martin has taken over the events frame project. So you may know, if anyone's listened to this for a long time, you'll know that I started some software to, to manage events and sell tickets. I got two, two other people involved, and then uh, we ended up uh, selling it to, to Martin, who's now taking it on, uh, and we'll get into that. It was probably the worst time in the history of the live events to sell, and I do feel bad about it, but Martin's done a lot since, so uh, first of all, hello Martin, how's it going? Hey Dan, uh, it's going great. Uh, you know, summer in Prague, uh, shops are open, restaurants are open. Exactly. So. Uh, everything's going back to normal at last, least for some time. Last time we met, we had to do a walk with a coffee because it was no shop, no shops were open, yeah. the restaurants were open. Do you want to say a bit about your background? Like you've done a few interesting things. Like what, what's what's your background? I did some uh, after school. I did some consulting work, uh, traveling a lot around Europe. Uh, that was consulting for banks, uh, but that was the only time I was employed. Actually, yeah. it was for a year, and then I left and started my own business. And it's been almost eight years now, nine yep. years now already. Several projects, uh, including uh, consulting for European companies that want to go, uh, go to the United States and start yep. business there. Um, and there were some others. I was uh, I had uh, e-commerce stuff and, and so on and so on. Yeah, always, always doing different things. It's interesting. Exactly. And you're from Slovakia originally, but living in Prague for a long time now? Yes, yes. And I have son already here, so... Yeah, um, setting roads here in Prague. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have to meet up with the children. We've got. I've got two young children as well now. 
events frames. So I'm, I'm, I was just quite, even though it's quite painful history, <laughs> I want to go through the, the whole story of it, you know, because what basically happened was that, so I, I run apps events and, you know, we, we, we're a Google partner and we do, we, as part of that, we do a lot of events. And so we decided to, I don't know why, but I decided to like de develop a system that we could use and we could sell to other people. Um, there's a guy called Simon Payne who we both know and he wanted to get involved. So he became a partner. Uh, and another guy, James, I work with also became a partner. Um, and, you know, we had some success. We got, we got a few customers. We decided not to do the model where we charge a percentage of tickets, you know, which we'll talk about that probably was a mistake. We just were charging a subscription fee to people. Um, we got a few customers. What we did was we did a, a launch on a website called AppSumo, which we'll get into later. Some of that. Don't worry, nobody from AppSumo listens to this podcast, I'm sure, whatever. There's some pros and cons of AppSumo, you know, we'll talk about that. But basically, it's like a, a lifetime deal. So you sell the software, it's lifetime payment. Uh, and we did this and we got a bunch of customers, you know, not all good in the sense that like, they don't pay you very much and some of them expect a lot, a small percentage. Most people are really cool. Most people you never hear from. There's people now still running like tons of events on, on, on that obscene model, isn't it? From, but some of the people, you know, they, they expect a bunch of custom development and you tell them that's not gonna happen and they get angry. So, so we did that. But, you know, I was just finding that I, it was too much to do this and my other business. Like, some, like you're different. You can run like 10 different businesses. For me, it was just, it was too much. So we looked for somebody else to take it over and, uh, and that was you actually. You, you said you were interested. You were just finishing up a project in America uh, and then you take it on. So, you know, basically it's a ticketing system. It's a great system. I just bought a, I just bought a ticket using it actually for DCBKK conference. They're still using it. Yeah. Yeah. Are. And um, it's really good. It integrates with, you know, Stripe and Paper. Loads of different systems it integrates with. So, so Martin's done so. So Martin, what do we take over from you? Like what happened? You, you took it on and like, and then disaster struck, basically. <laughs> that was right as COVID started, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly. I came back from the US in uh, December 2019 yeah. uh, and took over events frame basically from January. Yeah. Uh, like the transition period was from January to February, I think, yeah. maybe early March. <laughs> and then basically a couple of, couple of weeks later, COVID hit. Yeah. And there were basically no events uh, being run uh, since then till let's say till the summer. Uh, so yes, that was the best time to actually buy and take over uh, <laughs> ticketing software. I do for that. Like events frame. So yeah, we were, uh, we were thinking because I, I got a new developer um, on the team and we were thinking like, hey, um, what are we going to do? So basically we started another AppSumo campaign. Uh, yeah. So we... So again, so how AppSumo works is, if anyone's ever thinking of doing one, you. They keep 30%, is that right? So they sell the lifetime deal, which could be $50 no, or whatever. No, you keep, you keep. We keep 30%, yeah, sorry. Yeah, this is a great deal for Absumo. It is, it is. Uh, so we did the campaign. Uh, it was uh, not as, as successful as your first one. Uh, so we were then thinking like, uh, what's going on? The, the good thing is that you double your, you ba we basically almost doubled our users. Uh, event organizers that bought the that bought the deal. However, it's only one-time payment, so it's yeah. a lump sum that you that you receive, and then because of the COVID, all the subscriptions and all the subscribers that were there before, uh, when I when I took over, they basically stopped uh, or discontinued the subscription because yeah. there were no events, so they did, did was, there was no need for them to run. Uh, 
uh, to pay every month a subscription fee. So this was the time when, uh, when I started to think uh, what will happen if we should discontinue events frame and uh, just let it be uh, for some time or we'll do something else. When there is crisis, I always say there is an opportunity as well. Yeah. Uh, and especially with event, uh, event industry, there was uh, a new trend of virtual and hybrid events sure. coming. Uh, of course, it took some time to, to develop and uh, for customers to accept it and also for the, for the base, uh, uh, actual attendees to accept it. But uh, this was the trend that we jumped on and uh, we developed event manage management platform and we are also developing or trying to develop our own streaming solution. Yeah. Um, event management platform uh, is available or has been available only for our existing customers. Yeah. And also for uh, for new corporate customers, um, there is a there is a new new market for virtual and hybrid corporate events. And so this, this is, is a live event that's kind of live streamed as well at the same time. It is. It is. It's not actual. Some of them are well, a smaller one are virtual, but yeah. most of them are hybrid. So that means that uh, you've got a studio. We are working with a uh, with a pretty good broadcasting company, and uh, so. Hybrid event means that you've got a studio, you have to get the speakers there, uh, most of them. Uh, it can be all around the world. You just need a green screen and a good camera and yeah. a good connection. And this is uh, how most of the corporate events are now happening. Yeah. Yeah, so basically we started, we dwelled into the virtual events uh, space and uh, developed the event management platform. It's, um, it's working great at the moment for us. Yeah. However, uh, that's the question. If uh, people would like to stick with their computers uh, all day long and watch the stream, if this is the, if this is the future, or they would uh, rather switch to offline events as they were before. I think everybody wants to go to offline events. No question, in my opinion. I think it's going to be a boom for events. But, but, the, but the problem is, what's going to happen with COVID? Are we going to be in a situation with like multiple waves coming back, which is what it's looking like now. We might head it again in the winter. You know, I work for schools and schools are already thinking of plans if they have to close again. So I think we're going to be in this world where well, there's two things. One is that we, we could just have to run hybrid again or, or, or online. That's just, I think, because of COVID. And the second is, I guess, people have got conditioned to, like, in, like, to, to online events. You know, it's not a, a strange thing for them, you know. I don't think people can charge the same money as they were charging for an in-person event. But I think it's, it's become a thing people think about, you know. And, and I'm not sure what the situation is because personally, I just, I like in-person events. You know, I, I can't watch a computer all day. But I know people who do and who love it, you know. I don't know what your opinion is about the future of events. Yes, this is the thing. Uh, you are working on your computer, you are working on your phone all day long, and then you are uh, basically forced to uh, watch the event uh, on, your com on any device, uh, again, from your home. And it's a completely different experience, you know. Yeah. Like, you are alone in your home, in your room, or it can be in the office. Uh, watching the stream, of course, there are some networking cap uh, capabilities, but they are still, you know, like you are still at home. Yeah. Uh, you are not meeting with other people. Uh, you are not going out for drinks later on after yeah, the event yeah. is finished. So um, we are preparing for live and virtual, uh, live and uh, for virtual and hybrid events to to continue. Of course, yeah. uh, that's why we are still working on. Uh, perfecting the event management platform but and uh, working on our streaming solution. Uh, this is uh, the one that I'm the most excited about. Yeah. 
uh, it's still not finished because we actually um, we have it done we have it ready however it's uh, at the moment it's like any other streaming solution so uh, yeah. this is not something that we we would like to uh, go on the market with uh, we want to bring to the to the event organizers and the attendees as well uh, higher value uh, than just another streaming platform. And so, you want to have it integrated with, with YouTube so you can stream directly to YouTube, is that, is that the plan? No, not no, exactly. Just keep it on we your will, system, yeah. Yeah, we will, we will have our own solution, yeah. streaming solution. Uh, so this is the plan to, for the event organizer to have everything under one roof, so they don't have to use, let's say, one ticketing software, then integrate it with uh, something else, and integrate it then with something else. Because their you know, ticketing software uh, is different than event management platform, yeah. and event management platform is different from streaming solution. Sure. So this is what we would like to uh, do as one all-encompassing software uh, that is very easy to use, easy for event organizers, easy for attendees, and uh, they, they don't have to look uh, anywhere else. Sure. So these were the two things that we that we started to work on after the pan pandemic struck. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we changed, as you already mentioned, uh, even during your last podcast, is uh, we changed the subscription model. And yeah. Now no, this is interesting, and I'm curious. People, let us know what you think about this. So, so to tell tell us, money. What 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 did you change exactly, and how does it work now? Uh, when you started Events Frame, it was like no ticket fees ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the slogan. Which we thought was a great idea. Yes, but uh, it could have worked before the pandemic, maybe. Yeah. But uh, during the pandemic, it doesn't work at all. What, what I think we realize is that the thing with the mistake we made is people don't mind, most event producers just pass the ticket fee onto their attendees. So they don't see it as being a ticket fee. That was, I think, the problem in, in our approach of saying, you pay as a subscription, but I think the problem was the customers thought, well, we're going to pay these guys all this money every month, Eventbrite's free, you know. Uh, and what, what do you see it? How do you see it? Uh, we actually had one customer, one pretty big customer that we talked to for some time, uh, declining or refusing to work with Eventsprint because we didn't have this functionality to yeah. pass the ticket fees on on the on the ticket buyer. Yeah, actually we had it because you can just calculate it and uh, put the put the ticket price uh, higher. Yeah, uh, but uh, but that doesn't mean but then events from you don't get paid anything from that in that case. Uh, we yeah. do, we do. We can get to this later. Yeah, yeah. But yes, they were looking to no, answer. But I mean, your... in, in the original, in that case. Yeah, else. yeah. And uh, to answer your question, uh, question, yes, uh, even the organizers, a lot of them, are seeking to pass the ticket fees on the ticket buyer, and that's why subscription didn't work for them. Uh, for others, it was they. It just hassle, you know. You subscribe, you have an event, let's say um, in two months and next one in, in seven months. Yeah. And in between, you have to unsubscribe and then yeah, you have to yeah, subscribe exactly. again or because you don't want to pay you know, like for four months uh, when there are no events. Yeah. So we found the subscription model to be uh, constraining. Uh, constraining the growth, constraining the numbers or the number of uh, event organizers that can, subs uh, that can uh, sign up and use EventsFrame. So that's why I'm also in the light of pandemic when basically everyone just stopped uh, their subscriptions. Yeah. Uh, we decided to, to change the business model and to move on to ticket fees. Yeah. We are now charging. Uh, however, it took us almost a year, we, uh, or even more than a year. We introduced ticket fees last month yeah. or a couple of months ago. 
so it was not an easy decision to do however it was a from how we see it right now it was a very good decision to do yeah yeah because new users subscription well uh, uh, the new users how they subscribe to events frame yeah uh, it increased exponentially in the last two months Fantastic. and uh, basically from day one uh, they started selling tickets uh, and there are ticket fees on them so and, and you receive a ticket fee now is that so yes it works, isn't it? Yeah. yes we charge two percent two percent plus the fee of the Stripe and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, or PayPal or brand and, and how does it work? So that's you do, I'm just curious from a technical point of view. You get paid monthly, you calculate it monthly, and then we calculate it bi weekly. Weekly, uh, bi weekly. Okay. We need credit card uh, or a debit card, and we charge a debit card or credit card on bi weekly basis. Okay, so basically, you, you give us the, the card once, and uh, then you are charged on bi weekly basis. There is a threshold of five euro. That you have to reach. If you don't reach it, we it just it is just moved to another bi-weekly cycle. Sure. So this is how we uh, how we get ticket fees. Uh, and there is one another feature that we introduced just last just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, it's called refundable bookings. Uh, this we are working with a partner in the UK. They're basically a global company, and we are offering optional refundable uh, refundable booking option. So that means that if you are a ticket buyer, uh, you can for a small small fee, uh, it's a percentage of the of the ticket, can uh, get an add-on uh, and be eligible for a refund if something happens. There is a wide range of reasons that uh, can happen, yeah. And uh, you can apply for a refund for that, including COVID nineteen infection. Yeah. Then you are refunded within forty eight hours by our partner, and the ticket uh, and the event organizer keeps the entire in, uh, ticket ticket amount for sure. themselves. As so well. they're they're an insurance company basically. Are they? Is that how it works? Uh, we are not allowed to call it insurance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because basically they are not insurance company. Right. But it's an it's an add on that uh, that is called refundable booking. Right. In two weeks that we introduced it, uh, we see a tremendous feedback. Yeah. from event organizers. Uh, Have people purchased this then? Have people used it? Yes, they yeah. do. They do. Of course, uh, there are still a lot of uh, virtual events and hybrid events uh, happening. So uh, this is basically good for offline event. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if you are a SIG or something, you can still watch the stream. Yeah. You can refund, of course, uh, and buy a refund uh, protection, but uh, there are not that many people that do it. Yeah. But for the offline events that are happening right now, we see it in the UK uh, when they when they started to happen since I think it was June 19th or something like that. Uh, yeah. When, when the, uh, the, the next uh, uh, step of coming out of lockdown happened, yeah. people are uh, people started to purchase it as well. And we see we see people refunding as well. This is on individual basis, so uh, this does not apply for uh, when the event is uh, cancelled by the event organizer or the venue. Uh, this is when uh, you are sick or something happens and you cannot go. You will you will be able to get a refund. Yeah, sure. What do you see as like? What are you seeing? Like, are you seeing people starting to run events? Are you starting to see more people signing up, or are, are you seeing? Interest or how are you seeing it right now? Yes, uh, yeah. especially in Europe and the US, uh, people are starting to organize events again. Um, in Asia, it's um, it's more difficult. Uh, yeah. The story is... Uh, it's getting worse there now, isn't it? With uh, yes. yeah, James, we work with in Bangkok, it's getting locked down again. Yeah, uh, it's, it's getting worse a little bit. Um, 
but Europe and Asia, uh, Europe and the United States or Americas, let's say Americas, uh, North America, uh, the events are started uh, are, are are being organized again. Yeah. The big question is what will happen after the summer. Yeah. Uh, because you know uh, the De- Delta variant. Well, as we're recording this, the Delta variant is making it is this kind of new variant which is getting um, kind of really bad in the UK right now. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we see uh, we see some caution there uh, for uh, for uh, autumn uh, and uh, and winter, yeah. but as 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 for the summer, uh, you can see also in Prague you can see concerts happening. Yeah, of course, yeah. there are limited numbers number of attendees that can that can uh, see the concert and that, that can come, but uh, the, there are there are some events happening and we see this on the on the numbers uh, uh, on the number of the events uh, that are. Uh, set up uh, through events frame as yeah. well that uh, it's definitely higher than last year than last summer It's definitely higher than uh, than winter and uh, and spring 2021 and what do you, what types of events are people running what is it, is it like um i'm curious to see afterwards to see the screen you know you know do you still have the, the towel view where you can see all the events where you can see all the live events like the yeah yeah so i'm curious what type of events is it like um is it mostly conferences or like festivals or what sort of things, meetups? Uh, at the moment, there are not that many conferences. Yeah. To be honest, uh, there th- there are some, but virtual ones. Yeah. But mostly, it's um, you know there are some concerts, there are some um, it's like reopening parties, uh, like events yeah. that uh, f- that are fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, just entertainment, entertainment events. Sure. Uh, but uh, for for winter and uh, fall 2021, uh, we expect uh, the, to to see more uh, hybrid and uh, virtual conferences cool. coming back, uh, making their resurgence because because of the Delta variant and maybe who knows there will be other variants that will that will affect the situation. Yeah, definitely. Would you um? Do you think the app, is, do you think is AppSumo worth it as a way to get started? It's tough to know because we did get some money from it, but it's then it's a lot of work afterwards. You know, I'm, I'm curious what you think of it. Because uh, you, you you then had an upsell. You had some upsell to the AppSumo people, didn't you as well? Yes, yes. Uh, this is another thing that we did uh, yeah. in, in you know to, just to mitigate the COVID uh, crisis, uh, and it was very successful. To be honest. Yeah, uh, it was even more successful than our uh, Epsomo campaign. Yeah, to start with, uh, your software uh, it uh, might be a good thing because you will also get a basically market feedback. You will get the feedback what market thinks yeah. about your pro- product. So from that perspective, and you will also get some money from that perspective. It's uh, it's a good thing to do. Yeah, at the very beginning. Uh, however, of course, there are some downsides. The downsides that you already mentioned, and yeah. uh, not only those, but also like I would say the the biggest downside is that you have a lot of people and a lot of users that uh, basically paid pretty low sum or a low amount for your for your software at the very beginning, and then uh, you they keep the software for for a long time and use yeah. it, and there's some cost to it. And yeah, this yeah. cost over time, this cost can be even higher than what, what you received from them. You think so? Really? Yeah, yeah. Over time, yeah, yeah. it can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I think, I think the AppSumo works well. Is if, like, if, you, if you have 
you know, obviously you've got to support, if, if they buy something, you've got to give them the full service that they, they purchased. But, you know, I don't think they should have an expectation they're going to get every new feature. So I think, you know, you can then, if you have a good feature, you can, you can sell this on. I think, I think that's the way to approach AppSumo if anyone's doing this, listening. Yeah, I would, I would say yes. Yeah. That, is, that is the right way to do it. Cool. Well, what's, what, what are you planning for the future then? Are you just do more of the same? Obviously, we're talking about, you know, getting funding and stuff. You've got some funding. That's part of the plan. Uh, anything else? Are you, just, are you just hoping for a pickup of events now and just and trying to just promote it a lot more? What's the plan? Uh, the plan is first to basically build uh, everything under one roof. Yeah. Uh, to have something that even the organizers uh, will not find anywhere else. Yeah. This will this will happen very soon. Uh, the, the, it is a matter of uh, of a few months. Yeah. Uh, until then, uh, we still have, uh, in my opinion, a really good software that we are still uh, um, improving yeah. on a daily basis and working on new features uh, that we are bringing to our uh, uh, to our users and potential users as well. We are we will be focusing more on sales, uh, direct sales to to uh, corporations to uh, festival organizers, concert, uh, concert organizers, and so on and so on. So we will be making the team larger. Yeah. Uh, we will be enlarging the team, uh, not only on the, on the uh, software side, uh, software developers, but also on uh, selling side. So we, are, we will be seeking to hire more um, marketing people and more uh, sales, sales people. Sure. Well, cool, Martin. Good, good to catch up. We're going to go for some lunch now. It's uh, 11.30 here in Prague. We're both quite hungry. So good yeah. to get you back on and, and catch up. Yeah, Events Podcast, please let me know what kind of interviews you want to hear. Like, um, you know, we had a bit of a hiatus uh, over the winter, uh, but now I'm getting back into it and I'm going to release episodes every two weeks going forward. So let us know what kind of people and please check out the back catalogue. We've got a lot of cool interviews with some pretty big event organizers. So if you're kind of you know an event entrepreneur, we've got some great content on how to market, how to run events. Uh, guys like Chris Ducker, James Shramko, who are pretty well known. We've even got session sessions on how to sell your events company. A guy called uh, Michael Mornington. Um, so and even you know people running huge mass participation events. So we've got Chris Robb who's running you know triathlons and, and Ironman and all kinds of things like that. So check out the back catalog. Please give us a review uh, and let us know what you think. Add a comment, give us a review, send me an email, dan at appsevents.com. Any feedback I get, it really encourages me to make more episodes, so please do it. Thanks again. Cheers, Martin. Thank you for having me, Dan.